Girlfriends, episode number 195, When Prayers Are Unanswered. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about those hard times when your prayers seem to go unanswered. What to do then? Let's start this important conversation. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I am so glad you are joining me. If you are a first-time listener of Girlfriends, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us a try. I'm glad that you've decided to check out Girlfriends, and I'm hoping that you're going to want to make the Girlfriends community part of your everyday life. Thrilled that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, I want to thank you too, because you are a vital part of what I do here at Girlfriends. I count on you. I'm so grateful for you, grateful for your feedback and your support and all the ways that you share the podcast. So thank you too for being a part of the Girlfriends community. And if you're wondering, what does that mean, being part of a community? I'm just listening to a podcast. There's a lot more that's going on here. We are a community of prayer and support for one another. We have a Facebook group that you can check out at facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. Link in the show notes if you can't remember all that, where you can become a real interactive member with other people who are listening to the Girlfriends podcast. So truly, we are a community. Truly, we are a prayerful community. Oftentimes, I hear from some of you and I share through the podcast different ways that we can pray for and support one another. And know that if you are listening to this podcast, you have been prayed for. I prayed this morning in preparation for sharing this podcast, for recording this podcast. I prayed for everyone who might ever listen to it. And I do that each week. It's really an important part of our ministry here at Girlfriends that we are prayerfully supporting one another in all of the ins and outs of our daily life as Catholic women. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community. This week, we're going to be talking about a tough topic. This is one that it's a tough topic for me. I find that this is something that I struggle with. And when someone recently suggested that we take on the topic of when your prayers are unanswered, that's that's a hard topic because I don't feel like I have all the answers for when we struggle for that. But I do want to share some thoughts about when our prayers seem to go in unanswered, because this is something that's a real struggle. This is something that I've been learning more about as I grow as a, a Catholic myself, as I grow in my own spiritual life, as I grow through life experiences, the tough things that have changed me and formed me and shaped me into the person that I am today, and the ways in which my relationship with God has changed over the years. I think it's a natural result of our ongoing relationship with God that it does change and it does mature and that we come to have a different perspective on things. I think I've shared with you before here on the podcast that one of the biggest wake-up calls for me, spiritually speaking, was when my son Ambrose was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis as an infant. It was a real blow. That was a really hard thing for me to come to terms with. And one of the hardest things that for me at the time was that I felt like it laid bare my own lack of faith, the fact that this had happened to me, because I felt so kicked in the teeth by God. I don't know how else to describe it. I felt like he broke our deal. 
our unspoken deal, right? Because on the outside, prior to that, shiny, happy Catholic family life, right? Everything was good. Of course, you know, the daily struggles and challenges, but things were good. And I felt like I love God. He loves me. He's supporting me in this thing that we're doing together in our family. And then when the the unexpected happened, it was really hard for me to come to terms with that because that wasn't part of my plan. That was not my plan. And that was not my deal, right? It made me really come to terms with the idea that when we pray those words, thy will be done, it's hard to really mean them. It's really hard to accept God's will when we're not sure it's going to match up with our own, especially when we find out it doesn't match up with our own that God's plan is different from ours. Those are deeply painful things to come to terms with. And as a young mom all those years ago, that was something really difficult for me to grapple with. It really made me realize that my faith up until that point was fake. I hate to be so mean about it, but it was. It was a fake faith. I mean, okay, it was It was good for what it was, right? And I was working with what I had. Um, but I think that real faith is born out of those times when you really do struggle with God's will, when you struggle to know and accept things that aren't part of your plan, when you struggle through painful things, and you might be praying for something for years and not see a change or, or not see the change that you're looking for not have your prayers answered in the way that you're seeking. So this really is a tough topic. And it's one that I for sure have grappled with personally. Um, And that's why I want to take it on. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all the answers, but I think this is an important discussion for us to have. It's important for us to talk about the ways in which this is hard sometimes. Because sometimes I think, you know, we, we can give lip service to the idea, oh, the power of prayer and we can pray and good things will happen and prayer is powerful and we can support each other with prayer. I mean, I opened up talking about this being a prayerful community here at Girlfriends. And I really do believe in that. But there's a danger, I think, in maybe glossing over some of the real challenges that go on behind the scenes inside of our daily prayer lives. I mean, we've talked here before many times about the importance of having a daily prayer life. But let's talk today about the importance of what if you are putting in that time, you're clocking in those hours, you're showing up, and you're not seeing the results that you want to see. You're feeling like God is not responding to your pleas. What do we do then? How do we, how do we make sense of that? Well, I think it's important to note, you know, I think we hear some of these passages from the Bible. These are scripture quotes, right? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a great deal, right? <laughs> yes, I'm going to show up. I'm going to ask and it will be given to me. I'm going to seek and I will find. I'm going to knock and it will be opened for me. Sounds good. Thank you, God, right? Uh, but I think we all know it's not quite as simple as that, right? We can read that in Matthew. That's Matthew chapter seven. And we can read that Jesus says this to us and it sounds wonderful, but in the practice of it, there's more to the story, Right? There's more to the story. I mean, Jesus also tells us in John, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. Okay, (laughs) yes, sign me up. Here are the things I want, right? I mean, that's the temptation. That's the very human way that we approach that idea of what Jesus is telling us there. And it's not a lie, but let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is going on there. Why sometimes our prayers might seem to be unanswered and the ways in which God answers our prayers. So if we're making a petition to God, whatever it might be, whatever we're bringing to God, first and foremost, we need to know that what we're asking for 
needs to be in accordance with God's will. You know, I can look back now and I can think about things that I prayed for as a teenager. You know, I was just short-sighted and materialistic and immature in so many ways. And I think about some of the things I brought to God in prayer and the things I was anxious about, worried about, focused on that weren't for my own good at all. I can see that now. Dumb things I prayed for. They weren't dumb to me at the time though. And I can see that God didn't answer some of those kinds of prayers because they weren't good for me. It wasn't in accordance with his will. In fact, some of them probably were, would have been, you know, actually leading to sin in some ways. It needs to be in accordance with God's will, of course, what we're praying for. It needs to conform with God's will, which, of course, is that nebulous thing, right? What is God's will, right? We talked with um, Jackie Angel a few episodes ago about discerning God's will. It seems so far. It seems so foreign. But inside of that conversation with Jackie, if you remember, we talked about maybe we don't need to so much be seeking God's will as we need to be seeking God. And isn't that what we're doing when we pray? We're seeking God. We're seeking His presence. We're seeking to connect with Him. So whatever petition we're making, it needs to be in accordance with God's will. So that's the other part of the story, right? But also that naturally leads us to having to place our trust in God. If we're seeking God's will, we can ask for something very specific. I used to get angry sometimes at um, people who would pray and add their, if it be in accordance with your will, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no caveat, right? No, no if, <laughs> no if. Don't add that. Don't leave room for that. I just want this prayer answered in this way now, right? Oh, that's very human. That's very normal to approach God in that way. But through our prayers, God is calling us to something better than that, something bigger than that. He wants a better, more real relationship with us. He wants us to more fully understand what his will is and what it means. And that requires us to trust in him. You know, the older I get and the more I experience life, the more I realize this is the ultimate thing that I'm going to have to grapple with. And I think all human beings have to struggle with throughout our lives is learning to trust in God, learning to let go of our will and trust in God, learning to really mean those words, thy will be done. This is how Jesus taught us to pray, right? So those words are not an accident and they are vitally important to our prayer lives. Thy will be done. It's a beautiful way to pray, right? We're praying for our daily bread, but thy will be done. The ways in which God's going to provide that daily bread, answer that prayer, might be very much outside of the specifics that we are praying for, the things that we're asking God to do in our lives. And the more I experience life and the more I've grown in my own prayer life and my own relationship with God, the more I realize God blesses our trust in Him. And it can be so hard to pray those words, but the more we struggle to do it, the more we say the words, the more we show up in prayer, the more we pray to mean them. Start there if that's where you are. I for sure have prayed that many times. Thy will be done, God. Help me to mean that. Help me to trust in your will. Help me to trust in your goodness. The more I do that, the more I realize that this is what it's all about and the joy and the peace that there is is really nothing I could have ever even known to pray for. And God's plan is so far outside of what we might, the limited ways in which we might be approaching our lives, the limited things we might be praying for, the very good things we might want for ourselves and for other people that we might be bringing to prayer. He wants us to bring those things to prayer. But when he's saying, ask and you shall receive, he's not saying, lay out all the details of what you want to have happen and I'll make it happen. We've talked about this before on the podcast here. Prayer is not some gumball machine 
right in the sky where you put in your quarter, turn the handle and out comes your prize. That's a tough thing to come to terms with, but it's absolutely real. That's not how God operates. And that's not what he's promising us there in that scripture passage, asking you shall receive. He's not promising you a gumball. He's saying you're going to receive the good things that he has planned for you. Ultimately, your salvation and what that looks like maybe is none of our business. <laughs> you know, sometimes I find myself, you know, praying for God to provide for this or provide for that, while at the same time making a list in my head of all the ways that he can and should do that, all the way down to the specifics of how that's going to work out, what that's going to look like. Praying for this need to get met with one of my children. And here's how you can do that, God. Praying for this financial need here. And here's how you can take care of that one too, God. You know, he doesn't need that. What he wants more than anything is for us to place our trust in him. That's what he's calling for us to do in knowing, even though it, the specifics might not, not turn out the way that we're looking at it, the way that we're planning it. He knows better what we need than we do. He knows better what's good for us than we do. Okay. And then the third point I want to make specifically about when our prayers are unanswered is that life is never without suffering. We know this. This is the human experience. And God showed us himself the importance of suffering, the inevitability of suffering when God became man and suffered and died for our sins. Through his passion and his death on the cross, Jesus shows us the power and the importance of suffering. We can't get away from it. And so often, this is what we're praying about. These are the specifics we are praying about. Deliver me from this, Lord. Deliver me from this suffering. Deliver these people I love from this suffering, whether it's illness or stress or conflict in your family or trouble at work or financial worries. Whatever it is, we're saying, deliver me, Lord, from this suffering. And so often the answer is, it's part of my plan for you, for your good, this suffering, this thing that you're praying, deliver me, Lord. And you know what, Jesus, I love the example that we have in the Garden of Olives before he suffered in this terrible way. He showed us once again how to pray, where he said, Lord, take this cup from me. There he is, like we are, right? Very much the way we approach prayer. Take this from me, Lord. Take this suffering from me. Jesus did that too, because he was fully human. He experienced that in the same way we do. Take this from me. But then in the very next breath, he shows us once again, beautiful example of how we ought to pray, but not my will, your will be done. Take this from me, but not my will, your will be done. So powerful, such a powerful example that Jesus gives us there. Now, does that mean that when Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, knock and it will be opened, right? Is that, is that all a big joke? <laughs> is it a big trick? <laughs> I mean, sometimes in my more cynical moments, I feel like, you lied. You tricked me, Lord. You tricked me into praying all these hours, saying all these novenas, saying these rosaries for this intention. You tricked me because in the end, it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. And that's very human and it's okay. It's okay to go through some of those feelings. But no, ultimately what he's telling us there in that passage is that the good things that he wants for us, ultimately it's our salvation. It's living with him forever in heaven. And how we get there, the specifics of how we get there might be very different from what we're praying for. Might be very different. That's okay. Ultimately, we're praying for good things. We're praying for good for ourselves and for others in our lives. We want good things, and God wants those good things too. God wants our ultimate good thing, which is 
getting to heaven and living with him forever there, never being separated from him. That's the good thing that he wants. And that's the good thing that he wants to answer our prayers with. So those specifics may or may not work out in the way that we have in mind. And I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I do approach my prayer life like I've got an agenda and here are the things you're going to do, God. And I think the more we reflect on that, it's okay to have these specifics that we want. It's okay. And God knows all about it. And he He tells us to bring those things to him. So it's okay to do it. But I find that the more I learn to let go of those specifics and grow in my relationship with God through my times of prayer, through just wanting to connect with him and tell him, your will be done. The more I have learned to pray, and I do this daily, and I struggle with this, but the more I've learned to pray the words, show me what your will is, help me to conform my will to yours, the more I've been blessed with peace, even inside of those times of struggle, even inside of those very real moments when things aren't working out the way that I planned, things aren't working out the way that I prayed for them to work out. The specifics look nothing like what I wanted. Even inside of those moments, if you can just practice that prayer of saying, Lord, help me to know your will and help me to conform my will to yours. I think he doesn't fail to answer that prayer. He's going to love that you want to connect with him in that way. And so he's going to help you to see the ways in which you can more perfectly conform your will to his. All right. I want to end with three different you know, I love my bullet points, <laughs> my talking notes, right? Um, I want to end with th- just three things that might be going on for you to consider if you're struggling with something, an unanswered prayer in your life. Um, what, what things might be going on, just three things for you to consider might be happening instead of God answering that prayer. So sometimes when we pray for something very specific, it can seem that that, ans- that prayer is not getting answered because God is answering a bigger prayer. That could sometimes be what's going on. He might be looking at a bigger picture than you are, right? He sees the bigger picture. I like to think of an example of my son, my youngest son, Danny, when he was little. He got put on medicine for an ear infection and he loved it. It was that pink stuff. Ugh, it's so gross, but he loved it. And it was like a treat to him every morning when he could have his medicine. And he was like, I don't know, less than two, maybe around two. Um, And after I gave him his medicine during those couple of weeks where he needed it, he would have a fit because he wanted more. He wanted another dose because it was good and he liked it. It was a treat and he wanted more. And I would tell him no. And he would have a fit and there was no consoling him because he wanted this good thing and I wasn't giving him this good thing. Well, guess who acts like that sometimes? (laughs) Me and you inside of our prayer lives, right? It may not be about penicillin, but this good thing, it's a good thing, God. I am praying for this good thing and darn it, you're not giving it to me right now. But just like Danny with that medicine, giving him another dose wouldn't have been good for him, would have hurt him, would have harmed him. God sees that bigger picture. And sometimes what seems like a no to the prayer that we're with the very specific thing we're asking for, it's really God protecting us from ourselves, from these, you know, our short-sightedness, from our limited perspective, that God sees that bigger picture and he might be protecting you in some way. He's answering a bigger prayer for a bigger good that you also will want for yourself. 
he sees it and you don't in that moment. So if you're struggling with an unanswered prayer, you may not be able to see that bigger picture, but you can know that. You can know that God sees the bigger picture and that might be what's going on right there, is that he's answering a bigger prayer. He's saying yes to something bigger and better for you bigger than you even dreamed for yourself. So often, that's how God comes through for us, with blessings that we never could have imagined for ourselves. So many times I find myself thinking, thank God we're not limited to my own vision for myself and my family, for my children, for my marriage, for my work. Thank God we're not limited to what I can see and what I can hope for and what I can plan for. God plans so much bigger and better for us. He wants bigger things for us, especially in the long term, maybe not in ways that we're going to realize in the immediate. And that's where the struggle is, that sometimes God sees that bigger picture and he's answering a bigger prayer. Okay. The second point I want you to think about if you're struggling with an unanswered prayer is that there's really important work that you do in that waiting. I know it doesn't feel good. It feels terrible. It feels sad. It feels lonely. It feels disappointing. It feels discouraging when you're praying and praying and praying for something very specific and it's not happening. Sometimes, you know, you can be tempted to, to walk away from it, to give up, to think God isn't hearing you. But there's work, there's important work that's happening inside of that waiting. We're learning to grow in our relationship with God. We're showing up and we're trusting in God's will. We're asking to know God's will. We're seeking to know God. We're seeking God in our lives and submitting ourselves to His will in the way that we're meant to in the way that he made us to. This is where we find peace. This is where we find joy, is in that submission to God's will. And sometimes that work is being done in the waiting. When God has not yet said yes to whatever good thing it is that we're praying for so hard, hoping for so hard, reading those words of scripture, asking you shall receive, looking at those words and trying to find hope in those words and coming away discouraged and disillusioned. It's in that waiting that the real work is being done, learning to lean on God, learning to trust God, learning to realize that any good thing that we ever do, any good thing that comes our way, anything we might ever accomplish in our work, in our families, in our homes, in our relationships comes from God. Just learning to direct all of our attention and efforts to our relationship with God and allowing those other things to flow from that. That's real work. That's real good good stuff that God wants you to be doing inside of your relationship with him, learning to trust in him. Having real faith, I think oftentimes just looks like patience, right? If you have real faith in God, real trust in God, then we can be content to sit and to wait and to realize I am praying for this good thing and God is not yet providing it in the way that I'm imagining just trusting that God has a plan for that. God has a plan for our ultimate good and the ultimate good of every person that we bring to him in prayer. God, help us inside of that waiting. God, help us to grow in patience, in trust, in dependence on you, in acknowledgement of our dependence on you through that waiting. So there's real work happening in that waiting, real work happening inside of that connection, inside of that showing up in prayer. So much of prayer is about showing up because it's great, you know, to have this great faith life, this great prayer life when it feels great and everything's going your way. But the times when I think there's a real payoff is when you just show up, right? We can talk about that inside of our, our fitness 
right? We talk about fitness here on Girlfriends and making it a regular routine, showing up, getting out of bed and putting on your sneakers and going for a run or heading to the gym when you just aren't feeling it. There's a lot of benefit to that. There's benefit in just showing up, the regularity with which you are showing up for, you know, whether it's exercise or our daily prayer life, showing up when you're not feeling it, showing up when it seems like God is saying no, showing up when you're feeling discouraged. There's real work being done inside of that, real work inside of your relationship with God, real ways you can grow closer to God and grow in holiness, real holiness inside of that waiting. So think about the ways in which God might be calling you to grow in holiness through an unanswered prayer, as hard as it is to accept that. Okay, number three, I want you to think if you're struggling with an unanswered prayer, if you're struggling to trust in God, if you're struggling to keep on praying when it seems like God keeps on saying no, is to remember that God didn't promise us perfection here. I know, right? That stinks. But it's true. He didn't promise all smooth sailing. Look at the lives of the saints, how much they suffered, how much they endured. Look at Jesus himself through his passion and death, his crucifixion, his torture. That wasn't great. That wasn't perfection here on earth. He showed us through that example that that is part of our human experience here on earth. He never promised us perfection here on earth. He gives us many blessings and he can bless us through our prayer lives. He can bless us in very specific ways that we might pray for here on earth. And we can enjoy many things here on earth, but he didn't promise that it was all going to be perfect. He didn't promise us that we wouldn't suffer. There's nothing saying that God is going to make us happy here on earth, right? Didn't Our Lady of Fatima say to the children there that God, he didn't promise he's going to make you happy here, but in the next life, we're not made for happiness here, but for the next life, that doesn't mean we won't be happy here. I know that can be very discouraging. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago in my women's group. And one of the ladies was like, I just don't even want to pray those words of thy will be done. I don't even want to acknowledge that God didn't promise to make us happy here. And I'm afraid to pray to grow in holiness because I'm afraid of the ways that God might call on me to suffer. And that's a very human way to approach prayer. It's very human. It's very, it's okay. It's okay if that's where you are. God knows all about it, but God has a plan for our salvation and it doesn't include a promise that we're going to be perfectly happy here on earth. It doesn't include a promise that we won't suffer but he's there with us in it. And that's what I think we need to remember when we're showing up in prayer. It's making that connection with God. So we have that strength of faith in those moments where we struggle, in those moments where we suffer, in those times where we feel discouraged. God didn't promise us perfection here on earth. Sometimes the very human ways that we approach things aren't even close to the way that God is approaching the things that we're asking for, right? In Isaiah I have another scripture quote for you. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He thinks about things differently. He sees things differently. His ways are different from our ways. And the more we can appreciate that and trust that his ways are better, his thoughts are better, his approach to all these things we care about so deeply in our lives is better. The more we can focus on that, the happier and the more peaceful we're going to be inside of our prayer lives. So finally, I just want to encourage you to think about if you're struggling with unanswered prayers, think about your unanswered prayer as an invitation. I want to encourage you to think about that unanswered thing, that thing you're longing for, that thing you're praying for so hard, and it's not happening yet. Think of it as an invitation, an invitation from God to grow in trust, 
important to learn more about what God's plan might be for your life, an invitation to practice patience and humility, and ultimately an invitation to grow in your practice of seeking God's will in all things. But I want to know what you think. I want to know how you approach unanswered prayers or ways in which you've come to look back on unanswered prayers and have a broader perspective. I want to hear from you. So send me your feedback at danielle at daniellebean.com. You can send me a voicemail there or connect with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can connect with me. I'm Danielle Bean on all of social media. We're going to take a quick break right now, but I'll be right back with some feedback. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the word transform her. I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step guide to discovering God's voice in the scriptures and letting Him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about How to Pray Like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Okay, we're at the part of the show where I like to share a little bit of listener feedback. And um, this past week, I received an email from listener Lanny, who said, Danielle, thank you. I just love your podcast. I've been listening for over a year now. Podcast episode 162, The Sacred That Surrounds Us with Andrea Zachman stood out to me. Zachman, hmm, that's a local name. I brushed it off. As I was listening, she mentioned her parish, St. Michael. We have a neighboring parish, St. Michael, although there are many throughout the United States, and I brushed that off too. When she mentioned the priests who helped her, that's when the light lit up. I was hearing about a local author from a neighboring parish on your podcast on the East Coast. I work at our parish in the office. I brought up the book in our conversation. Our faith formation director was intrigued and ordered a copy. In fact, she ordered a copy for every faith formation family in our parish. I contacted Andrea and we have coordinated for her to come to our parish this week to speak with our women's group. We will be breaking into small groups and touring our parish to find many of the items featured in her book. I'm so excited for this opportunity for our parishioners to learn about all the sacred that surrounds us. Thank you for having Andrea on your podcast and orchestrating the above series of events. What you are doing is making a difference. God bless, Lanny. Thank you so much, Lanny. I appreciate that. I love that story. So for listeners who did not listen to episode number 162, author Andrea Zachman um, is the author of the book, The Sacred That Surrounds Us, looking at all the things stuff inside of the Catholic Church and the history of it, the meaning behind it, symbolism, just really beautiful stuff. Um, So the book is designed for families, for children especially, who might be preparing for their first communion or other sacraments to really appreciate all the things that are in the church. And I learned a lot just by going through the book. And it's a beautiful book um, published by Ascension. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that book if you want to check it out. It's got beautiful photographs. I learned a lot. And I've been a Catholic for um, 
a long time. <laughs> and I still learned a lot about some of the things inside of the church and the ways that they're used and the history behind them. So there's really a lot of uh, rich content inside of that. And I love that it worked out for Andrea to come and speak at your parish, Lenny, and um, that you're using the book inside of your faith formation program. That's a wonderful thing, a wonderful way to be able to use that book. So thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. Next up, I heard from Tracy. Uh, she sent me a Facebook message real quick and said, okay, I've been listening to some of your podcasts on prayer. How do you make time for daily prayer? I want specifics. I struggle with distraction when I pray. So how can I handle that? Okay. So <laughs> we've been talking about unanswered prayers today on the podcast. So this is very much in keeping with the theme. And for sure, we've done other podcasts on making time for prayer, answering prayer excuses, all of those things. But I want to speak specifically, Tracy, to you saying that you struggle with getting distracted because we can all relate to that. You might set aside time for prayer. I know I do this. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I need to unload the dishwasher or, oh, the dog is barking and needs me to feed him or whatever it is that's going on in your life. Um, and I think that that's a very, very normal thing for people to struggle with or even just struggling with distraction inside of your thoughts. When you set aside time for quiet time for prayer, I know I've experienced this when I've gone to church, made time for adoration um, my mind just is like racing when I want to be focused on praying. I want to be focused on God. I want to be focused on his presence. And um, it's it's very human to have this kind of, I think you call it monkey brain, right? When your thoughts are just bouncing all over. And women are, I think, are especially vulnerable to this because of the ways that our brains work. Like one thought connects to another thought, connects to another thought. And, you know, have you ever read that book, um, I think it's like men are like waffles and women are spaghetti or something. So the idea is that women's brains are different from men's brains. Men can compartmentalize their thoughts in little neat little squares, like squares on a waffle, move neatly from one thought to the next and be focused on one item at a time. And women's thoughts are more like spaghetti, which is all jumbled in together on the plate and all these noodles, one thing leads to another, leads to another, and it's a giant mess, which makes sense only to us right? I know sometimes I baffle my husband with the train of thought that sometimes I will <laughs> uh, bring to him um, when we're talking about things at the end of the day. He's like, wait, uh, I thought we were talking about this. <laughs> no, no, it naturally led to this topic. Um, so for sure, I think women are vulnerable to distraction in prayer in a unique way. And that might be part of what you're experiencing, Tracy, is kind of that those thoughts just bouncing all over the place. Well, my suggestion to you, um, if you're struggling with distraction in prayer, is to just keep on keeping on. I am really encouraged to know and have read some of the lives of the saints, and some saints struggled with distraction in prayer. And that doesn't mean you give up. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. God is appreciating that you are showing up, and just as many times as it takes, rein your monkey brain back in, rein those thoughts back in, turn your focus back toward God and your prayer time. So I find this helpful, and I'm going to suggest this to you because you asked for specifics, Tracy. Um, recently, I've been experimenting with the Jesus prayer, and more to come on this because I am really focused on using this uh, this prayer as a tool in my life. So if you're not familiar with the Jesus prayer, it's really um, more from the Eastern side of the church, where it's a meditative prayer where you repeat the words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
and you repeat those words in prayer. There's even um, cord, like prayer beads, like a rosary almost, that you can use to repeat this prayer in your own prayer time meditating, um, or just repeat it throughout your day. So I've been experimenting with using the Jesus prayer anyway. Um, look for forthcoming podcasts on this topic, because I'm really, I think there's a lot of depth here, and I'm only just beginning this this prayer practice myself and, and seeing what fruit it can bear in my life. Um, but Inside of that, I have been in the mornings setting aside time to pray, specifically pray that Jesus prayer in a meditative way. And what I do is I will set a timer on my phone and put my phone nearby, not so it's not right in front of me saying, hey, check out Instagram. But uh, I'll set the timer on my phone and put it nearby and just spend time quietly focused on praying that Jesus prayer, repeating those words and meditating in various ways on the things that I want to bring to God, the things I'm looking for healing from, the people that I want to make petitions for in my life, um, just and focusing on God's presence in my life, in my very being. So I find that setting that timer, as dumb as it might be, is helpful to me because it tells me I'm devoting this time to prayer. Whereas if you kind of have an open-ended, like I'm going to pray for a little bit here now, your mind will very quickly wander to like, what's next? Am I done with this? What's next? So once I set that timer on my phone and set it aside um, for those 15 minutes, I'm I'm praying. And if my mind wanders, I'm like, whoop, nope, timer didn't ring. You're focused on prayer right now. Not time to think about the next thing, right? So I think that that's a very helpful way to make sure that you're you're praying, um, and and being focused about it. And you know, from that you can grow in, inside of what you're doing. And there are other ways that you could maybe set aside specific time. Maybe um, there's an app that you like to use that could lead you through uh, the mysteries of the rosary, or lead you through some other prayer practice, or listen to the daily readings um, for the mass, whether or not you're able to attend mass. There are so many different apps that are great ways to do that. Um, but so that could be like a set a set period of time. I know when I use an app to pray the rosary, I actually really like it because I will hit start and I can see the 18 minutes and it's like, these 18 minutes, I'm praying the rosary. And um, I, I just find it's very helpful to just kind of focus your attention in those ways. And that doesn't mean you're not going to get distracted, but it means when you do get distracted, you have something to tell yourself, like, 18 minutes aren't up. Get get yourself back over here. Focus on what we're doing. So I hope that's helpful, Tracy. Um, I think that maybe it's time for me to do a longer podcast about time for prayer, making time for prayer and distractions during prayer. But um, that's the little bit that I want to share with you right now. Listeners, you might have some other tips and ideas to offer to Tracy. So if you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me, Danielle, at daniellebean.com. Send me a voicemail there. Connect with me on Voxer. Do you have Voxer? That's such a fun way to connect and send voicemails to each other. And if you connect with me on Voxer, the link to connect on Voxer is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Um, if you connect with me there, that's a really easy way that you can share a voicemail that I can then share with our listeners here I love to add your voice. That's such a gift to have someone else's voice to add to our shows here on Girlfriends. So it's not just me talking to you on the podcast. It can be you talking to others who are listening to the podcast. I love it when we can have a guest and we can have those kinds of conversations, but I'd love to be able to add your voice as well. 
Now, before we have to go, I just want to mention a few places that I'm going to be because, you know, I love to connect with you in person. If you're going to be anywhere that I'm going to be speaking or part of a conference, I would love it if you could come out and we could meet in person. So Saturday, November 16th, I'm going to be giving my You Are Enough retreat at Holy Family Catholic Church in Orlando, Florida. Would love to meet you if you're anywhere near that area. So my You Are Enough retreat, which is what I'm going to be giving that day, is based on my book, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. So that book focuses on stories of women in the Old Testament and what we can learn about God's unique love for women, about His plan, His unique plan for you in your life your ways that you're called to serve and love the people that he places in your life. We learn about that and share about those kinds of things together inside of that retreat. I love giving these women's retreats because it's really a blessing to me to be able to get together with other women and share about these important topics. So that retreat is based on my book, You Are Enough. Then on Saturday, January 11th, 2020. Can you believe it's going to be here before we know it? I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat at St. Michael Church in Exeter, New Hampshire. That's Saturday, January 11th. So that's You're Worth It, which is the book that came out prior to You Are Enough. Um, And that book focuses on women in the New Testament. And that retreat focuses on women in the New Testament. I love that these retreats are biblically based and that we look at real stories of real women who went before us, real women who interacted with Jesus inside of the stories of the Gospels and the ways in which we can learn about God's plan for our lives, God's unique plan for our feminine vocation as women through these lives and these stories of women who lived so long ago. They're still relevant today. I'm going to be giving the Your Worth It retreat again at the Precious Blood Parish in Jasper, Indiana on Saturday, March 7th, and then Saturday, March 20th. 8th, I'm going to be speaking at the Women's Conference in Norwich, Connecticut. So that is going to be um, a conference that I'm going to be part of a larger event there. If you're going to be in any of those areas, I would love it if you would come out and say hello, be a part of the event. Or if I'm not going to be anywhere near you and you want to explore the possibility of bringing me to your community, possibly to give a retreat or to take part in an event that you are already planning in your parish, in your community, with your women's group, you can get all that information at daniellebean.com slash speaking if you want to invite me to speak or daniellebean.com slash retreats if you're interested in hosting one of my retreats, You Are Enough or You're Worth It. I'd love to work out an opportunity for us to get together. I like to connect through the podcast here, but there really is no replacement for in real life connections. We're made for it. We're built for it. I would love to be able to meet you in that way. And that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you for being an important part of the Girlfriends community. I'm so grateful that you shared this time with me here today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.